everyone, welcome to episode 209 of the Running Rogue podcast. We are continuing our series with inspirational women interviewed by Ruth and Jen. And this week we have a coach from our Dallas training groups, Dallas area, I should say, training groups, Shannon Cease joins the show. She's an inspirational woman for a lot of ways. And I'm going to let Jen give you the full introduction before they jump into a conversation with Shannon. One note is that there is some background noise early in this conversation that does kind of normalize as you go. So my apologies for that. And now I'll turn it over to Jen for a further introduction of Shannon. Here we go. So today's guest, we're excited to bring you guys, is part of our Rogue Dallas-Fort Worth training crew. She grew up in San Antonio, so she grew up closer to Rogue's birthplace um, and has been in Dallas now for about 25 years. Uh, she lives in, in Allen, so just north of Dallas. She's a mom, a wife, an educator, a coach, a friend, a runner, and an iron woman. She's really passionate about making a difference in education, which we know we need, especially right now. Um, she works for the Richardson School District as the director for the dyslexia department, and she oversees programming for 55 campuses, um, supervises about 65 teachers and staff. You can imagine a very big, important role um, changing the lives of children uh, with dyslexia. She's also a wife. She's been married to um, her husband, David, for 21 years. She's a proud mom of two beautiful athletic daughters, um, Abby, a sophomore nursing student at the University of Arkansas, and Lauren, a sophomore at Allen High School who wants to be an engineer. They're both strong, smart, independent women. They sound a lot like our She Squad themselves. Uh, and uh, she's also a dog mom to Lily, their 12-year-old Weimariner. So welcome, Shannon. Thank you. And, You're and good. I this is yeah. my first podcast ever, so <laughs> um, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I, I should have already asked you this, but do I pronounce your last name Seuss, like Dr. Seuss? That's always an interesting question. It's, it's <laughs> pronounced Cease, but um, we go by Seuss because it's really not worth the effort. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's why I introduced you just as Shannon. Yeah. You you became yeah. like Madonna, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My husband is... Um, to pronounce it cease but um my girls have let that go and and they go by seuss but we also have family in the north who've let it go and they go by seuss as well so it doesn't really matter i answer to either one shannon seuss shannon cease shannon there we go (laughs) what do you know what the difference in origin is between seuss and cease out of curiosity i just know it's a german name i grew up i was o'neill it was easy to say and and pronounce so um no i just know it's it was it's German. Huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's cool. Well, welcome. I appreciate <laughs> you being here and um, and taking the time to join the she, uh, she Squad Inspirational Women's Podcast. Um, I think especially at this time when educators are under enormous pressure, um, it's, it will be really interesting to include that in our conversation. And we've really been uh, looking forward to learning uh, more about that, but also about you. And particularly, would you mind starting off as sharing about your athletic background and how you kind of got into your first running running group, running place? Sure. sure. That's kind of funny, just kind of thinking about my athletic background, because I just did not grow up as a runner at all. I was, um, you know... 
I played some of those fun soccer leagues as a kid, just because my brothers were both so athletic. And I, I pretty much took the dance team route in high school. And then um, once I got to college, you know, I played some intramural on some intramural soccer teams and stuff like that for my sorority. But I just was not the athletic type of person, especially with running. I just, I would always get cramps when I ran like those side <laughs> stitches and I just did not um, enjoy it. And it wasn't until my uh, father-in-law actually um, started doing some running with me and, and kind of worked, coached me through kind of those, the, you know, the, the side stitches um, when I would normally shut down and, and he got me to start to run, like got me to my first, like three mile distance ever. And that was a huge accomplishment, but that was, that was early in college. And, um, you know, I, I would continue just to run short distances, um, as a, you know, um, through college and, and out of college, but, you know, I did more aerobics and step aerobics and things like that, just because I just didn't know how to run. So, um, mm -hmm. I started running, we had a, um, my husband and I had an opportunity to be involved in the Dallas White Rock Relay um, many years ago when it was still called the White Rock, uh, the White Rock Marathon. Um, they had a five person relay as part of that marathon. And we had a bunch of friends get together to run in the memory of a friend of ours who had been killed in a um, boating accident that year. And um, he had run it the year before. So I trained on a treadmill um, to run the five mile leg of that relay. And um, that was like such a huge accomplishment. Um, I, I can remember vividly trying to get to the relay point um, in the marathon. And I had only, I had only run five miles. Like I did not, I had never run any further than that. Right. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're taking the, the route trying to get there and it's all blocked off and I need to get to my relay point. And, um, my husband says, you're going to have to get out of the car and run. And I lost my shit. I mean, I, <laughs> I had only run five miles. I did not have like extra distance in me to be able to run, you know, <laughs> so, it was so in my head and I was, I just lost it. I was freaking out. Well, he ended up getting me there. I didn't have to <laughs> run any more distance, but, um, I ran that five mile leg and, oh, it gives me chills. Just even thinking about it now, just the accomplishment that I felt because I had never done anything like that before, but I had the best time and i was so proud of myself when i finished um in fact i had to kind of step away from him after because i was hyperventilating just because i was so <laughs> emotional you know it was so huge for me um and and it was during that five mile leg around the lake part of the lake um and i was just looking at everybody and taking in the crowd and the fans and the and i was like this i mean i am in my you know I'm, this is my moment. I'm not like in this, in this place that I just love. And from then on, I, I didn't look back. Um, that's kind of how I started. I love it. I could, I could totally visualize you that I love the Dallas white rock race. Um, so yeah. I could totally visualize you out there. I could picture uh, that course. So cool. Oh my um, God. I still, he still, he still makes fun of me for the, the freak out that I had. <laughs> Telling him, I can't run to the spot. You have to get me there. 
So I I know husbands they love to hold on to those little things, right? You know, I had zero um, confidence back then. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's scary. I mean, five miles is a long way, and you're like, but I I can't run six. I don't exactly. know yet. You I know, can't run five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so when did you? So obviously that was huge accomplishment, inspirational. Mm-hmm. When did you join a running group, and how did you get involved in Rogue? So it was right after. Well, it was about a year after that because then I I um I got pregnant and then um had my daughter. So it was it was. 2004, um, four months after that daughter was born, um, that I started training. My husband had decided to go on and, and run a marathon. And um, so I just, you know, I, I waited and um, he had trained with Run On and Run On is the, the store. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but it's the, the apparel store, the running store that we run out of. Rogue is, mm-hmm. is kind of housed there. Um, he had trained with Run On and I I said, okay, you know, I wanna I wanna run a marathon too. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and train. And I went to their inner their um their um the little inf- information set uh, session and kind of learned about them. And I even had gone to another running group and kind of went to their information setting too um session also and i just felt this connection to the people at run on um mm-hmm. you know at the time bob and rebecca wallace owned the run on stores and they were you know um kind of heading well they were you know they owned the stores but um will was the the training manager at the time and just the people you know i just fell in love with the people the family environment i mean just that family feel so I started training in 2004, um, and I again, you know, like I had only run five miles. So at at that time, we had some classes called the the 101, the 201, the 301. Um, and so the 301 class took you from three miles to nine miles, and then you joined the marathon group um, that took you from nine miles to the marathon. And that's how I started training. Um, I met an amazing um, she squad, if you will, a group of women <laughs> that that we started training together, um, and we all ran that that marathon together, and it was uh, amazing. It was it was you know the best experience I've ever had training for a marathon, and that got me hooked. I was hooked after that. Um, and about a year later, uh, Will Craven, who was the the training manager at the time, asked me to be a coach. And so um, I, of course, being having this education background and learning the things that I had learned then from that training of that marathon, and I had done several races um, between that time, I said, absolutely, I'm going to do this. I mean, this is this is kind of, this is me. This is who I am now. So that's how I I, um, I started with, with Run On. And yeah, I've been running with Run On for 16 years. My daughter's going to be 17, so it's easy for me to keep track of that I've been running. <laughs> Um, and then just a couple of years ago was when we, uh, run on merged with rogue and, um, we became part of the rogue family and, you know, it's, it's just been, um, a long fairy tale journey, actually. It's, um, (laughs) changed my life. It's, it's changed is totally changed my life. I never looked at myself as being athletic or an athlete or a runner and, um, gosh, I mean, it's just 
it's done so much for me personally with, you know, confidence and um, physical fitness and friends and, and all of that. It's my girls have been able to watch me, you know, work towards things and set goals for myself. And I think it's been a huge um, learning piece for them to see that you, you know, you work towards something, you put in effort every single day and you put your eye on a goal and you work towards that goal and you, um, you know, you accomplish that goal. So all those things that I never really thought it was going to do for me as a person and as a mom, it, it, it has. And, um, so that's, that's kind of how, that's how I got started with Rose. <laughs> That's that's an awesome story, yeah. uh, and and the fun. Interestingly enough, I have a couple of questions. At two thousand and four is when Rogue started, <laughs> so I think you started as we started. So we started the same year. You guys, yeah, we just weren't in Dallas. So it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. it was meant to be. And so, do you still run with the same group of women? I mean, at any any level or bits and pieces? Um, are you no, guys still all connected? They're out of that one group. I'm still friends with them, but there is one, one person who still runs with us, Tulani, Tulani, and she Mm -hmm. is a coach also, Mm -hmm. um, and she and I have been running together since 2004, so yes, there are still, there are still two of us. That's awesome. I know. So what, what do you coach exactly? What? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What do you coach, or where and what do you coach? um? I am, so I coach the marathon groups. And, and I, um, I, I'm the head coach at the Allen location. So, uh, uh, you know, kind of like you guys with, um, in the Austin area, you're kind of branched out, um, during the week, we have different locations that we train from and I live in Allen. So we have an Allen location that I coach from during the week. So people from, um, Frisco and McKinney and Plano, um, all meet at the Allen location and we train during the week there. And then on the weekends, we drive down to the Dallas location off of Mockingbird where all of the groups kind of work, uh, meet for our Saturday long runs. Oh, that's cool. I, I actually, for some reason, didn't know that. And I should have known that you guys all meet together, but it's kind of <laughs> nice that you do. Cause I guess it gives more, more options and more people, you know, it does, when, when it does. COVID, we yeah. actually really look forward to seeing those people that we don't see during the week. And, um, yeah. we, um, yeah, we, we have a, that's just kind of what we do. It's, it's, it's our thing. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so Shannon, why do you think that you were nominated by a coach at Rogue Running to be an be on our inspirational podcast? <laughs> yeah, this, this is the question that you know you kind of dread as to why were you nominated? Well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it was it was because of my journey through Ironman and um, that that whole story. <laughs> um, Mitch Hayes is the training manager um, in um, for for Rogue here in the Dallas area, and I'm pretty sure he's probably the one who nominated me. Um, just because I I have a <laughs> I I have a a story about my Ironman journey, and and I'm sure that's what that was. That, that's oh. awesome. <laughs> what do you, do you want to hear? What Mitch told us. Um. <laughs> So I'm going to quote, he said, first of all, Shannon is a natural born leader. It's not hard to figure out who the leader of the group is when her group gathers because people naturally gravitate to her. 
Also, she has what I call coaching street cred. No matter <laughs> what you're training for, she's done it. She's probably done it in mul multiple times. Um, that, that gives her instant credibility when explaining a workout to her athletes and explaining potential pitfalls to watch out for, how to avoid the mistakes she's made in the past. One of the many reasons I love Shannon as a coach um, for us is that she's a teacher by trade. Coaching and teaching is in her blood, so it's effortless and enjoyable for her. She's just a big old inspiration for all of us, including me. Well, that's his really nice way of saying I'm really bossy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. It, they're pretty lovely words. Oh, he's so sweet. He, um, one of my best friends, I actually, and I love to tell this story, but I was actually Mitch's coach. Oh. Um, yeah. Kane, I coached him through um, marathon training. So uh, I can remember running with him as a, as, as his coach and trying to, to train and many times that we, you know, we, we don't let any runner fall behind and, and he would be yeah. in the back and he'd say, just keep going. And I'd be like, Nope, I'm not leaving my, my wingman. So, <laughs> but yeah, we've been friends for a long time. So those are really, really sweet, sweet. Well, that, yeah, that's it's awesome. Like it's, it's nice to have friends like that. You know, when you, you yeah. just really know, they know you and you know them well, especially yeah. from running. Yeah, it's cool. Well, so um, just to dig a little deeper, can you elaborate a little bit on some of those challenges, the successes and failures, and yeah. how you've used to fuel them? You know, yeah, tell sure. us a little bit, a little bit so, more. So I'll, I'll just <laughs> open up about the Ironman journey for any of those any any She Squad members out there who who've had anything like this. I'm sure you can relate. But you know, I um, like I said, I did not grow up a runner. Um, and I used to watch those Ironman shows, you know, Kona was always recorded and they showed it on TV. And I would watch that just in awe of those athletes and think to myself, gosh, that's so great, but there's no way in hell I could ever do that. You know, the confidence just was not there. Um, but I, um, I, I started to, I, I met some friends who were kind of interested um, and doing and doing Ironman also, and and we started to kind of do some training together. Um, I love swimming. Um, I I did grow up swimming, not competitively. I was on the summer swim team, but other than nothing than that, nothing past that. But I did start to train um, for Ironman. Iron we did some several half Ironman, and um, decided, okay, this is you know I'm going to do this. I'm going to bite the bullet and do it, and. So I did and started training for Ironman Texas, uh, for 2016 Ironman Texas. And I chose Texas because it was close and I know my family could get there easily. And um, so, you know, I trained with two two buddies of mine and, and we trained together. Um, we, we had a coach and, and, and did all the things that you needed to do, right? I mean, I, I, my, my favorite saying is you got to pay the man, right? If you don't pay the man, <laughs> the man collects from you on race day. So, you know, I yeah. paid the man. I put in um, lots of credit, even with the man. I should have had credit with him. But um, 2016 was the year that there were so many storms in the Houston area. And um, it was a, I don't know, a few weeks out from the, the race in May. I believe it was May, April or May. Um, and the, the storms and the floods and stuff washed away part of the route, the bike route for that race. 
So they were forced to cut that race um, 18 miles short on the bike. And so we were already kind of upset kind of going into it. I mean, I, you know, I was going to train for an Ironman. I was already planning the Ironman necklace that I was going to buy. And my friends were going to get the tattoos. And there's no way in hell you can get all that stuff if you're only going to do, you know, 122.6. You've got to do the full, the full 140. <laughs> so um, we traveled uh, together, went down to, to Houston, to the Woodlands. and. Um, and did all the things Iron Man, you know, went to the expo, bought all the stuff, you know, and, and I always had a superstition of buying things early because, you know, you don't get it until you're done. Um, but with Iron Man, you got to get it or you don't get to do it. So, you know, we bought all the stuff, so, you know, spent our time doing that. Um, and we came up with this plan that we were going to, no matter what, that day we would do 140.6, no matter what. So, so that morning we woke up about two thirty in the morning, got on our bikes and rode 18 miles prior to the race. Um, we got up, did our thing, rode the miles, came back, ate our breakfast, loaded up our bikes. And, um, we actually brought extra bikes cause our bikes had, had to be put away, um, at the start the night before. So we brought extra bikes. So we all had two bikes there. We had six wow. bikes. We rode our bike 18 miles, came back, and, and then went to the race. And um, we got through the swim, uh, you know, 2.4-mile swim, and that was great. And got on the bike and rode the bike and for 94 miles, and, you know, things were going great. Um, and we started the run, and, you know, you could see kind of the clouds changing. You could see that there was a storm coming in, which was great because it was hot. I mean, it was May and I believe it was May. I can't even remember for sure. It was hot, freaking hot in the woodlands. And um, so that was kind of cool to have the, the breeze coming through. And anyway, we got about, I don't know, six, nine miles in, something like that. And this huge downpour came. Um, I mean, it was storming. We got kind of back towards the back part of the route where there was no people um in between all these trees and i mean it was i mean it was it was it was crazy thunder lightning i mean the worst storms ever and they actually stopped the race um because they didn't i guess they didn't want runners to be you know in danger but you know we're all sitting outside by these trees and the thunder and the lightning and we're stopped we can't move anywhere we're on a on a trail and the water is creeping up to our shins and um several of us kind of started to huddle together to kind of create this body heat to warm us up because we were cold by that time. Um, and so about 46 to 48 minutes, we sat there um, where they held the race. And, um, you know, we just kind of, people started kind of um, passing out because they were uh, getting hot in the middle of that group of people. Um, we had trash bags that people were trying, you know, you know, trying to pass out. And so we finally, they finally, they finally let us go after the rain kind of passed through and we started running again. Um, I had a trash bag on, I threw my trash bag off cause I was, I was hot now. And, um, we started kind of running, but we had been stopped for about 46, like I said, 46, 48 minutes, just kind of dead stop after doing all that activity. And so it's hard to get started again. 
but we plowed through, we kept going, but you know, I, um, I would, you know, stop to have to go to the bathroom. You know, I stopped taking in these electrolytes that I should have been taking in because I was cold. Um, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I just wasn't drinking as much as I could, as I should have been anyway, monitoring that. So we kept going. We had a bunch of family and, and, um, stuff out there, but, um, we got to the sun went down and it started really getting cold. And, um, we got to about, I started not feeling good. You know, I was lightheaded. I was dizzy. Um, it was dark. We were on the backside of this, um, this route in the woodlands. And, you know, I was telling my buddies, cause by that time we were all together, you know, I'm not feeling good, you know, I don't know, whatever. So we kind of plowed through until I could find somebody that might be able to help me. And we turned the corner and there were a bunch of, um, paramedics kind of sitting there on their bikes. Um, and I just walked over to him and said, I'm not feeling that good. You know, can you just check me out? And so, you know, I laid down on this park bench and they're all, you know, hooking stuff up to me and, and, and they're telling me that my, my blood pressure is dropping. So I was like, well, you know, I only have six more miles to go. So, you know, just check me out and let, let's see if we can, we can get, just get me going. And, um, you know, I tried a couple times. They had me sit up a couple times to see if my blood pressure would stay level. And every time I'd sat up, it would drop. And, you know, I could hear them all whispering and they were whispering to my buddies about, you know, I don't know about this. And I was like, you know, I, I mean, just, maybe you guys can just ride your bikes with me. I mean, I got to go, you know, we got six miles. I got, there's a time limit. I got to, you know, I got to get there. And, and I can remember laying on the bench and one of my friends kind of just looking over me and going, you know, I'm worried about you. You know, you just can't, you can't, you can't risk it. I'm, I'm scared for you. And so at that point I had to, I had to throw in the towel oh. <laughs> and I cried about it for so long, but, um, you know, I had worked for like a year training for that thing. And, um, uh. I had to make the decision, you know, that I got to pull myself out. I mean, I have kids, you know, that are depending on me, a family, a husband, all that stuff. And, and you got to do the right thing. You got to do the smart thing. So, um, so yeah, I, I pulled, I pulled out of the race and, um, you know, they hooked me up and took me in an ambulance to the med tent and my buddies, you know, finished the race and, and, um, I was so proud of them for that, Ugh, but I couldn't help just feel this gut wrenched after that. I don't even know why I'm so emotional about it. <laughs> you just work your ass off for so much for so long. And then something that you want so bad, you know, my family, my friends, my kids were there. I had an amazing group of teachers that had come and driven down from Dallas that were there. My teachers that were there supporting me. And I felt like at that point that I had let everybody down and it was oh. so hard. Oh, it was so hard. I cried like a baby. Hmm. Um, but it was at that moment that I was like, you know, I am going to come back and do this. I got to come back and do this. And, um, of course my buddies was so proud of them for, for finishing, but they were like, we're doing it with you. And we got to, you know, come back cause we've got to do 140.6 miles. But see, the funny thing about that day is that I did 
more miles than the actual race was. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I had done the 18 miles prior to, um, you know, I was six miles short of the run, but I had actually done more mileage than a lot of people that had done that race. So, uh, oh, uh. It, just, it was just grueling, but I did persevere and it was, you know, I let myself have a couple of days of just depression. But um, I had to come back and I had to do it again. And I, so I started training and trained again for that whole next, next year. You know, it was really hard because I, I never had not finished a race. Never, not one time. And um, here I was with the biggest race of my life and I didn't finish it. So we worked hard. I, I, I trained, I did everything I needed to do. I, um, you know, came back the next year. And one of the best pieces of advice that I got from a really good friend of mine was going into it. You know, I was scared. I was much more scared now because I wasn't scared before I had no, I, there was no doubt in my mind. I wasn't going to finish. Sure. Um, and she said to me, be in the moment. Do not worry about what's ahead of you. Do not worry about what's behind you. Be in the moment, take it in, you know, and that, that really helped me through that race. So in 2017, we went back to the woodlands. It was going to be a full 140.6. And my goal was just to be in the moment, just driving down the highway in the car, being in the moment, being at the expo, being in the moment, you know, um, walking to the start line, being in the moment. And, and so, um, you know, we did that race and, um, got through the swim. Um, it was an amazing swim, did the bike. You know, I had, you know, I had some confidence, I had confidence because I had been training, but I was, there was still a fear. I had a fear in the back of my mind that I wasn't going to finish. And, um, um, but I got through it. I did. And I, I finished and it was the most magical finish ever. Um, you know, I, I don't know, uh, things happen for a reason. And it was the, the um the song that they play as you're coming down the chute um it just happened to be that song i just want to feel this moment oh. and i don't even know how to just i mean the I, I it gives me chills just that accomplishment that goal i can remember running down that chute um i ran with my buddies who were training with me we all ran together all of our family friends i had teachers came back again to see me <laughs> that time um but I finished I did it and so I you know I mean I I, I don't know I it's so fun to kind of look back and and just tell that story again because um it was it was a two-year journey that's for sure of being able to try to accomplish that goal and um I did it and I was you know so I was proud to be able to have said I did and I overcome I had overcome the 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 failure, if you will, you know, I don't know, I don't yeah. like to call it a failure, but you know, the not right. finishing. I definitely took the lessons that I had learned and and focused on 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 the task at hand and and I really did enjoy the moment. I was in the moment and it was like a fairy tale. So that's uh, that's why I think Mitch nominated me. That <laughs> is such a phenomenal story. And yeah. I mean, isn't it amazing? Like even our races, you know, year, two, three, five years ago, you know, however long ago, 
like when you get to tell that story to someone again, it takes you exactly back to that moment. Right. I mean, I totally caught myself, uh, you know, I'm, I think I get emotional sometimes, but you know, I wasn't expecting to get emotional about it. Gosh, I told the story in a long time and. What a story from Shannon there. And we'll get back to that in just a second. I'm jumping in quickly to tell you that the company I was mentioning to you last month, Care Of, has extended their offer to you as listeners of my show and wanted to tell you a little bit about the site that I've been using for my daily supplements. I take vitamin D on a daily basis. And so the site TakeCareOf.com has really helped simplify that process for me as they send me daily packs with everything I need in one single-use pack so that I don't forget what I've taken and when I've taken it. So it's great. But I wanted to tell you a little bit more about Care Of. If you go to their site, you can also take their online quiz. You can build your own daily supplement packages, or you can take their online quiz, let them know what your goals are, and they'll give you recommendations through that quiz. I've actually added fish oil supplementation for heart health to my daily pack, including the vitamin D. So that's really helpful. But after you've done that quiz, they'll give you recommendations and then you can add what you choose to your daily packages. The nice thing about it is that it's all backed by science and they'll tell you exactly how strong the science is related to each supplement so you're not left with any questions. Plus, all the ingredients are really transparent. You can see exactly what's in each thing that you decide to take. And for those runners among us, I know that summer is gone, but still electrolyte supplementation is huge. So that's something else I've been using. Their electrolyte powders, which is a really simple, low-calorie solution. And so check it out. Go to takecareof.com. Take the quiz. Fall is coming. It's time to make sure we're strong and ready for the colder months. And I know for me, vitamin D supplementation becomes even more important as those daylight hours wane. So go check it out, takecareof.com. I've got an offer code for you to take 50% off your first order. That code is ROGUE50, R-O-G-U-E 50. That's all lowercase. Just go to takecareof.com, enter the code ROGUE50, Take the quiz, check out what it recommends for you, and build those daily packs so that you can stay on top of what you need to stay strong and healthy as an athlete. So with that, as a quick break, I'll throw it back to Jen, who's got more questions for Shannon. Here we go. It's really incredible. And I mean, what a huge accomplishment to, to be able to pull yourself up. I mean, you did it. You did do it that day. But, you know, to pull yourself together and for anyone who has either trained for an Ironman or lived with someone who trained for an Ironman it's such <laughs> a it's such an amazing commitment of time and energy um yeah. it, it just even to train for it oh, right yeah. you know that was definitely you know I had to you know I had to talk to my family and say you know the first time I want to do this and yeah. then I, and I'll be honest with you when I, the second time, you know, I remember my daughter's going, why, why are you going to do this? And I'll, you know, I was like, because I have to, you know, yeah. and yeah. I think that they had felt that the, the strain and the stress of me training, you know, I was gone a lot, you know, I was sure. Training. And, um, I'm, I know that they were like, oh, why are you going to do this again? You know, yeah. um, yeah. but but in the end, you know, my daughter's like, when are you going to do another one? You know, I think because they just see 
how important it was and and how much I loved it. And, um, you know, I think they're proud, you know, they're proud. And so, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a task. It's a, you know, I saw a sign one time that says, you know, if you're still married, you didn't train hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm still married, but, um, you know, uh, it's hard. It's hard. And you, you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to depend on your family to support you because there's a lot of times that, um, you know, they get sick of it, but sure. yeah. every step of the way they supported me, my friends, my family, my teaching staff. Um, it was amazing. Amazing. Oh, it's so great. You had that support. I, uh, again, I have not trained for an Ironman, but I, I live with, you know, my husband has trained for a couple and done a couple. And the thing that is so vivid to me is not even all his training hours. It was how much food he would consume. It was like we we needed <laughs> enough food in the house to feed like a te- a high school football team. You know, like <laughs> it was it That's was hilarious. remarkable. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you definitely, you know, you've got to make sure you're taking in, I mean, all that stuff, you know, it comes down to a science. You've got to make sure you're yeah. taking in the right electrolytes and, the, and, you know, all the right calories and all the right kinds of things. And, and your, you know, your um, nutrition has to be on point. And, and that's what I learned during race day. The first time is that my, I lost sight of my nutrition. You know, yeah. I lost sight of keeping up with my electrolytes and it ended up getting me. And so, you know, you really just think about how focused you have to be, despite whether or not you want to eat that peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the bike, because you can't stomach one more or the goo or the one more salt tab or whatever, you've got to stick to that regimen because before you know it, it'll catch up to you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can't get your, your blood pressure, you know, your blood pressure is dropping. So (laughs) Uh, anyway, so, so, you know, that's, uh, I just. I guess my message to to my kids, to my friends are, you know, to just, uh, a friend of mine gave me one of those, a, a sign that says she believed she could, so she did. My teaching mm-hmm. staff bought t-shirts and wore those t-shirts to the, to the race that said, you know, she believed she could, so she did. And I think that's um, a strong message to the people out there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that's a message. I think those both things, that message about, about, you know, believing in yourself and then also your friend's advice about staying in the moment are two things I believe right oh, now. Yes. Yes. We could all use both of those statements. And so speaking of that current challenge um, yeah. that we've all been living through, um, can you, uh, COVID-19, I assume everyone knows what we're talking about, <laughs> but uh, will, you, uh, will you talk about that impact on your life, both personally and professionally, since you're oh, an educator? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, the one thing I think that's kept me going is that I just kept running, you know? I mean, I, it was the one thing that I could depend on. It was, it was the thing that got me out of the house. It was um, the only opportunity I had to be able to see my friends, you know, from a distance. Um, it was able, you know, I was, I was getting, it was the one thing that got me up when I didn't want to wake up. Um, and it gave me some sense of normalcy that I had to, you know, continue to to go to bed so I could get up at four in the morning so I could run at five so I could train so I could get the miles in and you know I I I still had some race goals to to um you know to achieve and so 
you know, the running just, you know, it's that time where you get to go out and, and kind of be by yourself or, you know, with your friends, but by yourself in your mind and, and sweat and, um, work hard at something and then, you know, come home, take a shower and then, you know, get on zoom and do work. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing that got me through, I think for that whole quarantine period of time was just because everything else was changing, right? Everything else was different. And, um, the running was not, I still had the roads. I still had my shoes and I could still get up and meet whether it was an official meeting or not. You know, um, my running buddies and I, we just, we just kept on, kept on meeting and, um, kept our distance and, but I think we just needed that. So, um, you know, it's, it's impacted me in lots of ways here with my job. Uh, Obviously that's a big topic, especially moving into the start of school season and, um, trying to work through what that looks like. Um, you know, but we're, we're making it work. Um, but the running is what, what kept things normal for me. So I always had that to go to. And I just thank God every day that I have that, mm-hmm. that I've got that, that opportunity and, and that I'm, I have the health that I can get up and, and go run. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel the exact same way that you do. I mean, that, I mean, yeah. I do, you know, it's like, that's it's kept everyone sane. With the closures of, well, all the cancellations of the races, right? I mean, that's so yeah. defeating. Um, but you know, we, we set up a couple of, uh, birth, um, you know, that people have been done doing the virtual things, but up in the Allen location, we did some, um, you know, we did a COVID 5k, you know, we started <laughs> the, the, um, the 5k training and, and we just kind of tried to make some fun of it because nothing else was fun. Mm. Yeah. So, so true. <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> not COVID. <laughs> no, no. no. So. Shannon, what what advice would you give, you know, female athletes getting started on their journey? Well, I think the first thing is you just you set a goal, right? If there's something that you think you want to do, um, set that goal and just start to work towards it. Take little baby steps. Um, don't don't feel like you've got to achieve that goal in three months or six months. You know, think about long term but then what are the goals that happen in between there and you you get up every day and you just keep moving forward and you don't give up um you just wake up every day you do the work you mark it off your calendar um you surround yourself with other you know people who will encourage you um and then you just be patient with yourself um I think the biggest thing is you got to do the work. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. Like I said before, you know, my motto is you pay the man. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I think, I think, you know, being a badass is a beautiful thing. So I, I just encourage <laughs> women just to be a badass, right? Badass is beautiful. <laughs> I like that statement. You also need a t-shirt <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I have to say. So who inspires you? I mean, you are super inspirational um, to me. Um, Your story is awesome. Your passion is awesome about it. But um, who inspires you and why? I I just, I don't have one person that inspires me because I, I, there are so many people that inspire me. Um, You know, it's the, the same people 
who show up with me day after day to uh, train and run the miles, um, even when life is hard during COVID. Um, you know, they wake up, they put their feet on the ground and they show up and they do the work. Um, they're just, you know, it's everyday people like me who, you know, have failures, who have successes, um, come from lots of different backgrounds. You know, I, I have some, you know, I, I have some, some people that I, I really look up to here, um, in my work, in my job, you know, we have an amazing superintendent, Jeannie Stone that, uh, you know, I don't even know. I, I, I admire her so much and Tabitha Branham, who's our deputy superintendent. So I admire them for the things that they do. You know, they get up every day and they, they lead people and they, um, you know, uh, rally us together as a, as a, as a, a, a RISD team. Um, but you know, there are so many different people out there that, that are dealing with challenges that deal with everyday life challenges that continue to get up and, and keep moving. And so I don't think there's one person. I think there's multiple people for different reasons who inspire mm -hmm. me. And, and I love to surround myself around people who, you know, just do the work that, that don't, things just don't always come easy for them. Um, and I think that's everybody, right? I mean, everybody has got challenges and I just, you know, have a, a lot of my teachers and a lot of my friends and, um, you know, my family, um, I, there's just, I don't have one person. I think there's just so many and I feel fortunate to have so many people that in my life that I, I look up to for so many different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a great thing, right? You're surrounded by people who inspire yeah. you. That's, I mean, that's, right. and we all are, right? Yeah. I mean, think about yeah. the She Squad. Think about yes. the amazing women that are part of She Squad. I just, exactly. you know, how can you not be inspired by them? <laughs> exactly. 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 So what, what should people know about you as a coach? <laughs> I think uh, you're bossy. We learned that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I think I'm going to hold you accountable. Um, you know, I am. I'm, I'm pretty outspoken. I, 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 you know, I don't like I don't like elephants in the room. Um, I'm going to address issues, and I don't like things to be uncomfortable. Or I don't, I, I don't want that. I'm going to. I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to push you. I'm going to, I'm going to be loud, but I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. That's for sure. And, and do anything and everything I can to inspire you and push you towards your goal. I have a lot of people who, who, you know, told me that they, and I didn't really like you when you would make me run up the hill or you wouldn't <laughs> let me stop or you know, those kinds of things. And, and, and I always say, I know just, you know, shut up and run. I know one of my, one of my groups one time got me a shirt that said shut up and run. Cause that's what I would tell them just shut up and run because, um, you know, everybody's going to complain, but if you, if you have a goal and I'm responsible for helping you reach that goal, I've got to do the dirty work. Right. Um, yep. so I'll push you, I'll push you hard. Um, and hold you accountable. That's for sure. You don't show up. I'm going to be calling you or texting you, asking asking you where you were, guilting you into why you didn't come. Um, but you know, I'm going to be your friend, and I'll be your biggest cheerleader. So, um, I I guess that and that's me as a coach. 
and and you know I'm I'm pretty bossy. <laughs> I like to be in charge. That's uh, naturally. I don't I don't know why. Yeah, well, you're just a natural born leader, as Mitch says. <laughs> it's good. It's a good thing. People want to be bossed. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I think so. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to? I know every a lot of things have been canceled, but like in terms of your own personal training, yeah. what do you kind of have on deck or what are you hoping to do? Well, I mean, I'd like to, you know, I was going to do Chicago and Chicago mm-hmm. got canceled and I had actually been registered for Arizona, Ironman Arizona, but um, although it's not canceled, I, I know it's not going to happen. And at least it's not going to happen for me because I hadn't been able to do the training. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, you know, so with all of that kind of happening and, and no goal in sight, I mean, I'm just trying to live in the moment, really, um, not be too worried about what's going to happen tomorrow and not feel too anxious about what's what might happen, what won't happen. Um, I'm trying to just take the little things uh, along the way, trying to find the positives in this whole kind of pandemic um with this all this uh, such unsettling times you know i just um i'm trying to watch my girls you know my girls are growing up so fast i i blinked my eyes and my oldest graduated from high school and now she's about to start her second year going into to college and my youngest is a junior and i really am trying to live in the moment and um breathe in those those special times because you know they'll be gone and um i you know i am i am looking forward to being able to get a freaking time in school (laughs) you know if i don't if i don't if i'm not up at 11 o'clock i i can't sign up for a lap time in the pool and they're all gone and so i'm 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 you know and i go to bed early because i got to be up to run in the morning (laughs) i'm looking forward to not having to fight to find a lane to swim in um but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be in the moment and not get too upset about these races that are being canceled because um, I just don't want that to impact me. I'm going to start focusing on some, just some little goals, you know, self looking at some strengthening goals and things that I maybe didn't really have the time for because I was too focused on the big goal. Um, maybe trying to fine tune those things and, and set some smaller, more, um, independent kind of goals that that will help me in the future for these races that you know should we get to toe the line again someday soon they're gonna help me um you know i really enjoyed this 5k series that we've been doing because those are some you know just small goals where you can work on some um you know some of your your pacing and your speed and those are just not things that i would have really focused on before because i was too busy working on the big goal um so I'm, I'm just trying to live in the moment when it comes to that. Yeah, it, exactly. You know, we've been talking a lot about this. Like this gives us the opportunity to pause, right? So many of us are, we have our race calendar planned out for multiple years in advance, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, because, because you have to. I mean, right. especially with an Ironman, with any of the world major marathons, like you have to yeah. plan it out that way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I think, um, you know, Ruth and, and she's glad we've, we've really been talking about maybe this is that time to, step back a little bit and look at some of those deficiencies and the things we haven't been working on. So I think you're, you're right on. So this has been such a great discussion. We're going to wrap with a couple of fun questions. So if you could pick 
any person in the whole wide world to go on a run with tomorrow, who would it be? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, 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 I dare not to say anybody who's a professional runner because I know I couldn't keep up and they wouldn't want to run with me. So, you know, um, as fun as it, you know, the question is fun. I guess I'm going to get a little bit more serious about it. But, you know, I talked to you earlier about my um, father-in-law who helped me kind of get mm-hmm. over that two-mile hump, you know, learn mm-hmm. learn how to work past the cramps. Well, he, you know, he, he was the one who got me kind of starting to run some mileage. And, you know, we lost him um, almost... Oh about close it'll be a year in September we lost him to pancreatic cancer after a nine-year battle but I would love to run with him oh I love that I would love to I I suspect he's running with you already yeah you're right you're probably right but um yeah Mm -hmm. I wish I could run with him again absolutely absolutely oh Sorry to bring that one down. Oh, no. Tears. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah it's awesome. So I'd like to come for full circle with that. Yeah, mm. absolutely. That would be cool. Well, uh, where's your dream run destination if you have one? Dream run destination. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I'm going to attach it to an Ironman. I think Kona. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Dream run destination. Just, um, just for the, I've run in some really beautiful places, but I'm thinking about something. If I could run Kona part of that part of the Ironman, that would be so amazing. But I have had some really beautiful runs. I'd love to go back to Tahoe too. Um, I don't know. I'm always, I don't ever think about beyond, you know, the United States, although I'd love to do a ton of that. I just, um, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Um, But I, I think I would, my dream would be to run Kona. Absolutely. The, the, the run portion of the Ironman, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. That would be that I had gotten there, so that would that would be really cool. That, that would cool. be incredible. Well, maybe one of these days we'll be watching it on TV. We'll see yeah. you running, yeah. running cool. it, finishing yeah. it in. You know, I'll volunteer or win the lottery. You know, because I'll, I'll, I'll never make that time. But um, we can always dream. You can say it was my dream run destination. Yeah, that was fantastic. Well, this has been an awesome discussion. Um, is there anything either of you would like to add before we wrap it up? No, I think I'm good, but it's okay. been awesome. I appreciate yeah, it. I would just, you know, just thank you. I, I don't, I don't, um, I'm just an, I'm just a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. Um, and so I don't really see myself as being these, you know, an inspirational person, but, um, you know, I, you know, thanks for having me on and letting me tell my story. Sorry, I got emotional again, but, um, it is fun to reflect back and I hope that if it, you know, if it, if it helps anybody or, um, gives anybody the courage to, to do something that you never thought you could do, um, to do it. I think that's that's exactly why we need you. We needed you to tell the story because it will it will spark something in someone else. So we we somebody anybody else can do it. That's for sure. (laughs) I mean, and and that's the crazy thing. So many people think they can't, and if they were just like, oh, but we're all normal people and we do this, you know. I know. I'm. I tell everybody if you if if I can do it, you can for sure do it, and um. 
know, so that's, that's what I would say. Well, we really appreciate you telling your story today and and giving us your time. Um, We know that the She Squad will find inspiration in your persistence and dedication. Um, And, you know, for those listening, in addition to our Rogues virtual training programs like the She Squad, one of our virtual training programs and our podcast training groups that span, you know, lots of geographies. We also have our in-person training groups, um, including in the Dallas area. You can go train with Shannon and Alan. Yep, exactly. So just go to roguerunning.com. You can learn more. Um, So happy running, everybody. And let's go She Squad. There you go. Shannon Cease, everyone. Thanks again to Jen and Ruth for sharing these conversations with you. As always, you can check us out at roguerunning.com, as Jen so eloquently mentioned there at the end. You can also follow us on social media at Rogue Running on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Until next week, we'll have another inspirational woman to share with you. We'll talk to you then.